There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 6 of season 4 of The 12 Monkeys. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hate Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did manage to get some ratings news for us. Yes, episode 6 brought in a 0.05 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.273 million viewers, making it the 122nd rated cable show for the day, which is... 28 positions higher than episode three of last week. It came in at 150th. Oh, well, that's good, but it's still, I mean, it's not great. Yeah, it's an improvement, but yeah, not great, but it's an improvement. All right, let's get into episode six, Die Glock. The team infiltrates a Nazi gala to steal an artifact known as Die Glock. Their operation comes undone when French resistance interferes and Unexpected guest arrives. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we open up with this Nazi higher up just going off on the house staff of this mansion in France. He has discovered some uh, French resistance propaganda and he wants to know who's responsible. And we see two maids kind of looking at each other, and one kind of acts like she's going to step forward, but the other one steps forward before her. You kind of figure they're probably sisters, and she gets one right between the eyes. Yeah, what a shocker to open with, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, Germany in World War II is not the place to be. No. Or anywhere associated with Germany. Anywhere during World War II probably wasn't yeah. the best place to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so back at Splinter headquarters, we get another round of Jones' motivational speeches. Not quite as good as some of the other ones we've heard, but we get the Cliff Notes version of Diglock's place in Nazi history. And this time, she's coming on the mission. Which is a shocker. Right, because she's not doing too well. But plus, she's the only one who speaks German. Yeah, which definitely is needed. Yeah. And they've managed to Photoshop a deed to the French manor. So, of course, when Jones and Cassie arrive, they aren't on the list of attendees. So, of course, they bring the head guy over, and Jones goes toe-to-toe with him. Claiming that it she was is so good. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. God, that was just amazing. I couldn't believe 
how awesome she was. And of course, everywhere on Twitter, like, gosh, she's got like ginormous brass balls. <laughs> Indeed, she does. <laughs> like, damn, they could have been just shot right there. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But she ended up having, it was essentially what, like the deed to the house? Right, yes. With the SS stamp, I'm like, wow, I don't know how you managed that one. Right. But damn, that was good. And yes, of course, the Nazi guy backs up pretty quick, like, oh, of course, welcome. Yeah, okay, show them around, do what, do what we do. Right, and of course, they find something that it kind of looks just like a bell. Yeah, no way this could be the right bell. And no, I mean, it looked like something from Michael's or something. <laughs> right. And so she goes to ask about it. And she, again, is just so stern about everything. Okay, what are you doing with my money? Because this is crap. Okay, this right. is not what we came here to see. Yes. It's like, oh, that hasn't arrived yet. We'll let you look at it later. And she just had that uh-huh look on her face. Like, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, dang, she can even tear down a freaking Nazi soldier with that look. Right. And of course, because we're in France, oh, we have somebody who knows Fran- French because she was stuck in France for six years. I love that, too, when they were talking about that back at, you know, in the future. How's your right. French? And she's basically, like, cussing <laughs> them out in French. Yes. Like, you, you suckers left me. What do you think? And so apparently she um, is able to get into the mansion as a maid because... They had a recent opening. Yeah, that's not good. No, <laughs> but probably the most awesome. Well, one of the first awesome parts is she's walking down a hall and she hears something and she goes into this room and it's the album she recorded. I about died. Yes. <laughs> you go, all right, somebody listen to it. I was like, what, what is going on? Yeah. And apparently it was the butler who was listening to it because when this French diva comes in, she just shatters the hell out of that record. Oh, my God. I thought Jennifer was going to, like, totally tear her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely shooting daggers out of her eyes. Oh, yeah. I was like, ooh, you are going down, dude. I mean... Nobody knows who this person is, right? Jennifer could have <gasps> laid her out and then uh took her place because I really thought Jennifer was about to. Yeah. And then we go to uh Cole and he's posing as a day laborer. And of course, the only thing we hear him say is one of the guys is talking to him is just we and we right. and we. <laughs> well, not having a clue what the guy's Telling him or asking him or whatever. Yeah, I love it. He just stops. He's like, we. He, we. <laughs> and, and, and he never even said it with conviction. Like, he knew that, yes, this was right. He was just kind of going, we. Yeah. Very <laughs> uh, timidly. Right, because the guy's like, are you deaf? We. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, dude. Okay. And I think the guy he was working with just kind of shook his head like, uh, the people they yeah. give me. Yeah, exactly. And Jennifer pops down to uh, alert him that uh, 
The Glock is arriving later than scheduled. Not good. No. And, of course, he's waiting there when it shows up. And before he can get it, Deacon ambushes him. The hell, Deacon? Yeah. And now what happens? Because you had to go waving your gun around. That's right. They say, "Mm, the German guards don't like seeing anybody with a gun. So you both are under arrest. Oh, dude. Yeah. You're an idiot. They get a good old-fashioned beating, and of course, the uh, head Nazi says, kill him. (laughs) And before the order gets carried out, Deacon admits to his true allegiance, or what he wants you to believe is his true allegiance. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I want to believe you, but I can't. No. You can't trust anybody right now. Nope. I'm not sure I can trust Cassie, even. You just have to wait and see. Yeah, Cassie has had that seed of doubt planted, so... Yes. And then we have a creepy dude who is going to kill them, who comes down to the room. Right. This guy is obviously... Yeah, this guy is obviously not allowed with the regular people, because he's a kind of, like, over-the-top cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. I, yeah, I would think so. I don't think they want him upstairs for any reason whatsoever. Right. And of course, you know, Deacon spits in his face and he's like, huh, bucket list to Cole. And I'm like, oh, God, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Who would ever put spitting in a Nazi's face on their bucket list? Well, as this happens, they take Cole and, of course, crazy, creepy Nazi guys like, oh, leave this one. That could only end well. Yeah. So they're taking Cole out and like, all right, well, they're going to shoot him, but maybe it gives us a chance to get away, right? Right. And the dude that's with Deacon starts to disrobe. And you go, oh, Deacon. Oh, my God. I think Deacon and I were on the same level here, though, because. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Put your clothes back on. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what you're doing, but I don't want to know. Stop it. What you're thinking? No. (laughs) Not at all. No. I was like, uh, creepy, stop it. And then it gets weirder. It didn't go to the whole creep level like I was getting worried, super worried about, thankfully. And it still could have. It could I have, yes. just wanted to do a little bit of torture before the real torture began. Right, because, yeah, he starts, like, talking about all the marks on his body, and then he starts carving on Deacon's chest, and... If you notice that the one guard that stayed with him couldn't even watch. Right. I'm like, dude, you're too much for the frickin' Nazi sh- soldier that's with you. Yeah. That should say something. Ah, <laughs> oh. And he was, like, carving a swastika onto Deacon's chest. But, oh, like I said, splitting him up gives one of them a chance to get away. Cole's the one who happened to get away. Shot the other dudes, and of course, they're not paying any attention, because they expected to hear gunshots. Right. And Cole hears Deacon screams, and... I was thinking he was leaving him. I did too, but no, he couldn't do it. And he comes in and takes care of Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And Deacon, of course, pleads his case again, including uh, explaining the uh, execution of Elliot. Now, I think one of us mentioned that. Right. Yeah, I mentioned it, that why would Deacon do that when Pallid Man said, we have to have the architect? 
So that didn't, that gave me pause to what the hell is Deacon really doing? Right. So yeah, it was a little questionable. Yeah. So it was interesting though that, that it, it all came out. And then right. what does he do? He's like, I need that knife because I'm not a Nazi. And he carves in the Roman numeral seven into his chest. It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> dude. I, it's what you had. That was really the only thing you could really do with that. I would think. <laughs> and at least, and Cole goes, West seven. Really? Ah, uh, I don't know. That was just like, I was cringing. So I'm like, Ugh. yeah, we've had Deacons had to do some pretty um, rough things to himself over the series. That's for sure. Yeah. I'd rather not see any more, thank you. Yeah. And we go inside where Jennifer runs into a cart that's actually uh held by the owner of the French Resistance. And when she looks underneath it, oh, this looks like it could go boom. Le Bomba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know I know that's not, not French. I'm just saying crap. Right. So, of course, that going to put her in their crosshairs as well. Can this get any worse? Well, of course it can, because why wouldn't it? Right. So Jennifer at least informs Cassie about all these new things going on, and (laughs) what do we do? We save Cole at the cost of the bell? Do we go go for the bell and lose Cole? And what do we do about the frickin' bottle? Well, the whole thing was, you weren't supposed to to save anybody. The only thing that mattered was getting the weapon. Right. Per Cole. Right. And yet Cole already broke broke that by saving Deacon. Right. Even though he wasn't part of the group. Right. Saving Cassie in the previous episode. Yeah. So, of course, the Resistance pair find Jennifer and Cassie. And as they're there, we get a phone call in the ballroom revealing that Hitler's arrival is imminent. What? Holy crap. Seriously, we couldn't get this crap going a different way? We didn't no. know this was happening? No. It's just like, oh, this just is not going to turn out well. No. <laughs> oh. Well, now you know what's going to happen, right? They're going to oh, definitely try to bomb the hell out of it since... The head of the snake will be there. Yeah. So just let's just add some more complexity to what we're here to do. So you got to find the bell, get out of there, and make sure Hitler gets blown up. Uh, Is that enough? (laughs) Sure. No big deal. And then other things got a little messy because Jones ends up having almost like a mini seizure. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I thought, too. Which, it there's a name for this. I mean, obviously a little different, where you're kind of there, but not there. It's almost like you're you're trapped in your head. Right. And it turns out that's essentially what's happening. But, weirdly, Jennifer knows how to, to help her. Right. And this was not something I was expecting, because somehow Jennifer is in her, her like, vision. Right. And I think it's more that she was just talking to her. Yeah. That, you but know, Joan was able to it, see her. Right, where everybody else talking to her wasn't making that connection. Right. But it looks like they're back in the splinter room, 
And Jennifer's like, listen, I've been here. You know how you do it? You find what doesn't fit. Right. And, well, that turns out to be the Nazi flag. I don't remember them putting that up. No, not over the chair. Right. (laughs) It's like, okay, now you have to believe it. Now what else is it supposed to be here? And Jones kind of looks perplexed. And she's like, you, you're not supposed to be here. And suddenly that pulls her out. It's like, wow. Well done. I mean, you have to give Jennifer a lot of props. Yeah. She's lost her voices in her head, yet she's still being managing to be useful. Yes. In investigating stuff, figuring stuff out, and being helpful when she can. So you got to give her props for staying important to the group. I I completely agree, because... Apparently, she's been trapped in her mind a couple times. So, whatever works to help anybody else, she's got a whole different insight to what's going on. Right. So, yeah, I think it was great. And then somebody shows up. Yeah, the Führer makes his appearance. Yes. And Jones is about to blow Deacon's head off all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Wait a second. I mean, I don't trust him either, but you're going to bring some attention to you. Right. And at the same time, Jennifer discovers that the Resistance has accelerated the timeline by killing the Knight's entertainment. Great. This could only go well. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most amazing scene of the episode, no, J.H. Bond returns to the stage once again. I thought she was going to be singing her music. Right. And so did everybody but, else. No. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Let's have some pink. I love it how she, like, passes the music out, and she's like, okay, guys, try to keep up. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) You have a dude playing the accordion, and she's singing Pink, You in Your Hand. I was dying. I know. (laughs) Greatness. Just greatness. (laughs) And then, as this is happening upstairs, downstairs, Cole and Cassie are trying to get to the clock, and... Oh, they need a distraction. Cassie's like, oh, I seen something in the other room. What the hell, Cassie? Yeah. Woo. Yeah, talk about distracting. That was a distraction, all right. Yeah. She burst out in that uh, dominatrix uh, one piece. and What What room did you happen to see that in? Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Not what I was expecting in World War II Germany. Well, it was France, so... Oh, well, still, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Between that <laughs> no. and Pink playing upstairs. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And Cole and Cassie are just mowing down those Nazis left and right. Yeah. Yeah, this was really strange, and I'm like, this is some sort of weird fantasy somewhere. I don't want to know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Terry, you have a very sick mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but we love you for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say we love you anyway. But of course, the noise tends to uh, be a bit much because Jennifer couldn't sing over that. It's not like she had bass playing around her. Right, yeah. <laughs> a beatbox right. or anything. So everybody starts running because it's like, oh my gosh, you hear that. So what happens? Well... You have the Resistance, who's still trying to blow up Hitler. Right. But I don't know if it's going to work, and you're just going to kill everybody. Yeah. So Deacon finds the 
detonator and disables it. Well, at least somebody was paying attention. Right. And Cole and Cassie make it to the Glock's case, and they open it up, and there's very little doubt that they found the right bell this time, because it's got a monkey face on it. I know. I'm like, really? (laughs) It had to. Yeah. It's better than having a witness face on it, but it could have just easily well been. Yeah. (laughs) But they go to take it, and Cole's like, no, 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 you have to leave the case. Right. It's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. I'll know if you take the case. Yep, because one guard got away, and he goes on to become the man trying to sell it in 1966. The guy grabbed the first bell that Jones and Cassie saw and put it in the case. So, 66 was basically for nothing, but got the information to come to Germany. I mean, to France in World War II. Right. And they could have done that easier, but... (laughs) Right, I'm sure there was a whole different way to do it. Yeah, but... Wouldn't have been as fun. I guess (laughs) you have to consider Deking taking out the head German and the other guards that are holding Jones as confirming that he's still Team Splinter. But I'm still not 100% (laughs) buying it. Right. I don't know. He's he's not even playing both sides. Feels like. He's playing his side. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, of course, best line of the night, Deacon tells him, let's boogie. And as they make it out, Jennifer has managed to snatch the detonator. And, sure enough, they are able to blow this place literally. Yeah, he gives it to Jennifer. I love it. Yeah. Because Jones is like, is that what I think think it is? Yeah. And she's just like, hee 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 hee. <laughs> no. Yes, that made her very happy. Yeah, I really thought Jones was going to stop her and be like, you don't know what's happening. You don't know what this can do to the timeline. <laughs> right. Well, not too we much. We find out as they <laughs> return to the, the present, or their present, uh, did change the timeline, but not immensely and we see jones and deacon discussing the certainty of their deaths and they come up with an idea what might that be he can't go back empty-handed so after investigating and checking out the glock and they see 1491 harfordshire england which they aren't really sure they can get to anyway jones says leave it up to her And we next see Deacon walking in, and Olivia is not real happy because he doesn't have the weapon, but he's got something that will save his ass, apparently, as he presents Jones to Olivia, and she smiles about it. I feel like this is so bad, but at the same time, it's like, all right, what is up your sleeve there, Jones? Yeah. And could this have anything to do with the mission she sent Hannah on? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that her plan is to try to take Titan from Olivia? Ooh. That's the only... If they can't get to 1491 without Titan, I don't see how Jones, Deacon, and Hannah can do it all by themselves, but... Interesting. Who knows what's up her sleeves? She's got some big ones, we know. <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting thought, because, yeah, they already said that they, 
they don't have enough power to go back that far. Right. I guess we'll find out. So, what do you guys think is happening and what is going to happen? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Check out our website, fangirlzone.com. There's our contact page. It has all sorts of ways for you to leave us messages. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, we do hope you're enjoying the show and the podcast. And you should definitely tweet at Terry Metalis while you guys are watching. <laughs> yeah. And tell him how he's like kind of weird and twisted and how we love it so much as <laughs> him as a writer and director, EP, whatever he is. I don't even remember his title right this second, but he is like guy in charge. Yes, he is. And he's great. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. You got some balls on you, Jones. And until next time.